0: With me today, coach to other life coaches, Monique Scott. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Cindy and Jackie will be back next week, but Monique has been kind enough to step in. Hey, everybody. Say hello.
1: (laughs) Good
0: to have you back, though.
1: It's great to be back
0: even though the intro isn't quite accurate anymore because you don't do the coaching so much as you did before, but that's okay. It's still great to have you back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk about that.
0: Yeah, this is exciting what you've been doing. And if I remember correctly, you had set a goal for this new project of yours. We'll have to kind of remind people what that project is, but you're going to have your first Event within the first three months, and I'm I'm really curious. I and mean, we're we're almost at that point now. Have you gotten there? Has it actually happened? So let's I'm kind of doing things in reverse order. Let's go back and remind people exactly what you decided to do because you made this major change in your yeah. career and you, in your life, and yeah. you did almost at the drop of a hat, which really impressed me. I have
1: to say. if it's impressive or just indicative of classic Monique but uh,
0: whatever you know (laughs) I'll go either way
1: (laughs) yeah so I had decided a couple months ago that I was going to kind of put my um, coaching on the back burner and focus on real estate which had been going pretty well Mm. but you know the more I got into real estate the more I got a chance to kind of feel around and see where I wanted to be so um, wholesaling real estate is really what I set out and intended to do. So I did
0: find that term, so because a lot of people aren't oh, going to understand what that is. You know, wholesaling. What do you mean, wholesale real estate? You go on, you buy a, a house or you sell it. What's the deal? What's going on?
1: <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, Walt. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so um, for those of you who do not know, wholesaling is when you buy a distressed property. So you probably have seen what they call bandit signs around town or maybe stuck at the corner that says, we buy houses, we buy right. ugly houses, right? Um, we buy houses in any condition, call this number. Right. So, um, basically wholesaling is you call that person, you have a house, maybe you inherited the home, maybe the home is in so much disre- disrepair that you, it's not livable and you just want to get rid of it, right? Mm -hmm. And you just want to get some money for it. You're not looking for top dollar or anything like that. And so basically, Walt, what you do is um, I will come out. Sometimes they come out, but, you know, I would come out, look at the property, assess the damage, if you will. Right. right? And um, offer you cash for the home. So Mm -hmm. I am not the one who is um, going to, quote unquote, buy the house. So what I'm going, yeah, what I'm going to do, Walt, is I'm going to get you to sign the contract that says you're willing to sell me your house for $40,000, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I have already gone in, looked at your house, assessed how much it would be for the aftermarket, after repair value of the home. So that when I sell the contract, because that's what I'm selling, I'm not selling the home. I'm selling my interest in the home, which is the mm-hmm. contract, to an investor. Right. So, um, we we have negotiated for forty thousand dollars, but because I know once this home is fixed up, it's going to be worth easily for the real estate investor. It's going to be worth, let's say, a hundred thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. What I'm going to do is. The difference between that is gonna be sixty thousand dollars, right? Right. So potentially I could have a sixty thousand dollar spread, but they're not gonna buy it for a hundred thousand no. dollars. They'll probably buy it for like say eighty.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I just, just made $40,000. Cool,
0: 40 grand. Yeah, on a distressed property.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the thing about it is, being a wholesaler, you get to set your own price as long as you're really really good at being able to um figure out what the after repair value is going to be on a home. That's when you're really successful. Most people fail because they're not that good at it. But it's it's not as hard as you might think. It takes a learn a little bit of a learning curve, but doesn't everything right? so, but
0: but it this is not for the faint of heart. This is for somebody no. who really is willing to dive in and yeah. learn and apply themselves and learn from the best yeah. and all that kind of stuff. yeah, if you try to do this if imagine what would have happened if you tried to do this on your own without training,
1: yeah, and honestly, when you talk about the training, it's really. I went to YouTube University, I found a couple of gurus that I followed, um, connected with some local people in Atlanta, real, mm-hmm. real, you know, real estate investors got involved in a couple of real estate investing groups around town. And that's how I learned just connecting with people finding real 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 estate buyers, not people who say they do, and they really don't right. And just teaching myself, but you're right, it's not for the faint of heart. It's It's simple, but it's not easy. That's the thing. It's simple, but it's not easy because you, if you don't like cold calling, if you don't mind, you know, somebody cussing you out, hanging up in your face, Mm. telling you don't call me again. No, I don't want to sell my house. If you're not up for that, yeah, which most people aren't, (laughs) right? Then it could be kind of challenging, but I didn't have any problems with anybody. I had a couple of people. I only had one guy who texted me back after we had spoke and he said, I'm calling the feds on you. Oh, okay. (laughs) But it's not illegal. I mean, people say that just to try to scare you. They don't want you to call them again. So I didn't call them anymore.
0: And that's not something I think most people would have associated with something like this, hearing about it for the first time with cold calling. Why would you have to cold call? It doesn't make any sense. You're just buying and selling houses.
1: Yeah, because sometimes um, one of the things is what they call, or what we call driving for dollars. So literally driving the neighborhoods in your city, in your area, or maybe not even your city. Maybe you go out as far as 50, 60 miles outside of, like I live in Atlanta, so that's a big metropolitan area, right? Mm-hmm. Real estate is hot there. So I would go outside the city limits about an hour to smaller communities. And just uh-huh. drive around, look for houses that are overgrown. You either leave a note, maybe if you have a high budget for marketing, which I didn't, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, you send postcards and that kind of stuff. And you just, you know, you can skip trace their phone number. Everything is public record. I tell you, it it's crazy what you can oh, no information kidding. you can find by on yeah. people these days, right? That was like the number one question people would say. Well, how do you get my phone number? How do you know I own that house? Right? It's all public record, to be honest. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that I learned early on in my career in self-employed IT work uh-huh. because I, I did a lot of work with uh, developing websites and so. Forth. Oh yeah. And I I remember very vividly attending an online webinar type program. It wasn't really a webinar, but it was like a webinar.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And in this webinar, a company gave a presentation to our audience. And, and we were a, a closed audience, so to speak. In other words, we were all people who were following this one set of teachers.
1: Oh, okay. And, and
0: this was a presentation to that group. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy represented a company. I don't remember what the name of the company was, but he was there to basically tell us how his company could fill in the gaps in our mailing lists. Uh, You know, in our customer lists so for instance if if we had a customer list and and you know some of the customers we didn't have an email address for we didn't didn't have a phone number or or the address was wrong or something like that Mm
1: -hmm. this company
0: could basically take our list and just fill it in with all the right information
1: it's so crazy and they can do it
0: often on as little information as an email address that was it
1: yeah i got email addresses some of the Some of the homeowners i had like up to seven eight phone numbers so it's mm-hmm. probably phone numbers that they had years and years and years ago right mm-hmm. it's crazy but you have to call them all to see if you got the right phone number like it's a lot of work
0: that's always so interesting about this company too that i'm talking about it actually was kind of scary when i first heard the presentation like oh my god the information these people have with their fingers i know is anything
1: like any of my information oh, privacy. Right?
0: Forget about privacy. Is, privacy yeah. disappeared with the last what century. What is that? Yeah. Out. What is that? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Forget yeah. about what, what Google is doing. Just just look at what the data collectors are doing. <laughs> it's just yeah. Amazing. But um, yeah. The, the 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 information that they were able to collect and then keep up to date that was the part that just blew my mind because their records were really really up to date and it was all computerized. The whole thing was done computer. It, it, it there was there was no person. It was sitting at a, a telephone making phone calls saying, Hey, I'm checking to, I'm, I'm calling your business to check your records or something like that. It uh-huh. was nothing like that. It was all, all automated, the whole thing. And I was thinking, Oh my God, this is like, this, this is like something out of a science fiction novel. <laughs> so, well,
1: I'll tell you what I found was even scarier than that for me. And you know, our, our listeners probably know this, but it had never dawned on me. So I, I, I pulled out three of my credit reports recently, right? Hmm. And on one of them, Walt, it had 26 addresses on there for me, 26, 26 and 15 phone numbers. Wow. So essentially every, now I'm 50, right? So I've moved around a lot. I've never Apparently. a lot, and I don't stay in one place for too <laughs> yeah. long. I'm definitely a nomadic spirit, right? But it literally had every address that I have lived in my entire life. I was shocked. So, of course, I wrote a letter to all three bureaus asking them to remove all of that. And Mm -hmm. any, you know, name aliases other than my government name. Which they
0: are required to do, I believe.
1: Yes, they are. Yes, Mm -hmm. they are. So, but uh, again... I was just shocked. Some of those cell phone numbers, like I was like, oh my God, I lived in Seattle back in like 2001. What are you doing with it? Like, I don't even remember this number. right. right. so crazy. Even my home phone number that I grew up with as a child. What? It's Within crazy. There. Yeah, right. it's crazy.
0: Shows what happens when you collect data over the course of a lifetime. <laughs> hmm.
1: Right, yeah. right,
0: right, right. Okay, but this is a sideline to the the main topic of course, which is this wholesaling thing that you're getting into here. And I didn't realize when you told me that you were diving into the real estate thing. I thought you were doing house flipping or something like that. I didn't realize it was wholesaling. No, like, that's that, too that's, much for me. That's too much work.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of nuances and, and you really have to know how to work with contractors, deal with contractors. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anything about building a house or, or good grade material and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. no, if anybody wants to or is thinking about getting into real estate, this is like quote unquote the easiest and less expensive, least expensive way to do it. If you just want to learn about it and make money at the same time, because again, you get a chance to set your own fee. Right. Mm -hmm. When you are selling the contract from the homeowner to the real estate investor.
0: Now, by the same token, I would think that some of the people that you are selling these contracts to are themselves house flippers.
1: Yes. So nine times out of 10, the real estate, uh, real estate investors, they're either um, like you said, they're either flipping the property. So they are buying it, fixing it up and flipping it, you know. Um, renting it out or selling it, but mm-hmm. most of them are using them as rental properties, especially with the market. Really? Yeah. Especially with the market in Atlanta is mm-hmm. super hot. It is crazy. So I, I think I probably had like 50 50. Half of my investors are looking to hold and buy and hold as we call it. Mm-hmm. And then the other half are looking to sell because the market is still hot, but it's starting to kind of come down now. But the prices in Atlanta are. Ridiculous! Like I've easily heard of people paying a hundred thousand dollars over asking oh, yeah. price. It's ridiculous.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, one of um, one of my current co-hosts, a gentleman named Neo Positivity, who lives in Florida, <laughs> I um, like that. Bought a, a house sight almost sight unseen using that kind of situation because of how crazy and hot the. He didn't buy it. He actually rented it, um, but he rented it. You know, so quickly it was like flip it right now, bang, boom, you're done it was that kind of a deal and he got it and yeah. he was so excited that he got it, you know, because he, his own place, his, his own lease had expired. He needed to move his family. So it was. Oh, got you. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, so but, if you can wait until, you know, the experts, so to speak, say, if you can wait until 2022, that's going to be the time to, to buy It's unfortunately, but especially because the, um, uh, more moratorium is going mm-hmm. to be ending. And unfortunately, there probably will be quite a few people going into foreclosure yeah. and losing yeah. their homes. And that would be the time to buy us next year and not now.
0: Um, Jeffrey was asking uh, from the, the live stream. He says, have you found your dream home yet? Well, and and no, I haven't. But that's partly Jeffrey, because I haven't clearly defined my dream home. Louise has done a better job of that than I have. I still have to work on that a little bit. But uh, I've already been thinking in terms of, yeah, we we want to buy this year, but probably not. We're probably going to wait till next year because I agree with you that that's where the timing seems to be playing itself out. And he also has a question for you, Monique. He says, do you you use the law of attraction to help your clients visualize their dream homes?
1: Oh, absolutely. Jeff, I use it for myself. Like I'm currently using it for my um for my dream apartment only because I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm not home driven. Although Walt, I have, and Jeffrey, I have decided that I'm going to buy a home next year. I'm going to wait. Well, you you are? Move. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That,
0: that's a little surprising considering your own description, a self-described gypsy. I think you said. Well,
1: you let me tell you, Walt, of <laughs> course it's always a caveat because it's me, right? Right. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a home, preferably four bedrooms. I'm going to take the master Bedroom and then I'm going to rent out the other three to, um, to tenants. I'll probably live there ah, less okay. than six months and I'll probably move back into a high rise apartment downtown. Like I, I'm planning to do now, right? <laughs> so it'll be registered as my. It'll be listed as my primary residence, but I probably won't stay there for too long. Ooh, okay, all right. So
0: yeah, fancy wheeling and dealing. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be a
1: rental property. I'm I'm totally Grant Cardone. You know, I think buying a home works for a lot of people. If you like, if you have a family and that kind of stuff, but I mean, if you're single, I I personally don't find it an asset. But that's just me. True So. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Apartments are homes, To They certainly to answer, are. Yeah. To answer your question, Jeffrey. Yes, absolutely. I do. And I get them to do. Is it OK, Walt, if I kind of explain what I do? Absolutely. To yeah. oh, OK. So, Jeff, what I kind of get them to do is the same thing that I do. And if you've been watching the podcast any amount of time when I was here previously, then, you know, I'm huge on Neville Goddard and. Um, his visualization technique that feel, feeling is a secret, right? So not only are you visualizing, Jeff, but when you're visualizing, you're not thinking of the thing. So I don't think of the apartment that I want. I think of myself in the apartment. So I think and visualize from the apartment, not just seeing myself like on a movie screen, Jeff, where I'm maybe cooking in the kitchen. But when I'm imagining I've watched that video that I took of the apartment so many times that I literally visualize and put myself in the kitchen and I'm cooking or I'm looking out the window or I'm doing whatever. So there's the difference. And I feel, what does it feel like when I am in the kitchen cooking, maybe making a salad and I've got some cool jazz playing in the background and maybe it's the evening time, the sun is setting and because it has floor to ceiling windows, I can, See you know buckhead starting to light up and the sun going down and all that kind of stuff, right, so that's how I visualize, and that's what I teach my clients to do if you're gonna visualize your dream home, I'm like John Asaraf, if you know his story, he talks about it, mm-hmm. maybe not so much now, but he talked about it in the past right. where he oh yes, yes, so where he um
0: <laughs> Literally. Yes, I do that with my cabin. Lots of music.
1: <laughs> cool. Yes. I'm a, I'm a huge jazz fan. Smooth jazz. I like smooth jazz.
0: Smooth jazz. Ooh.
1: Yes. So, you know, John Asaraf, he saw this home in a magazine that he loved, tore it out, put it on his vision board, went about his life. The vision board got packed up. He moved into a new home, if I'm not mistaken, in California. And His son unpacked the box while they were unpacking the new house. Hey, dad, what's this? Oh, that's my old vision board. And then he realized this is seven only seven years later Mm. that he actually manifested the same exact house that was on his vision board. And he did not recognize it because the picture that he took out of the magazine was from a completely different angle. I think he said it was the backside of Mm. the house. So he never knew what the front side of the house looked like. So when he bought the house, he didn't even realize Jeff. So That's it's crazy. super, super powerful. Now it was seven years. And I think probably seven years for him, Walt, because he packed it up and, and forgot about it. No, like sure. he wasn't even focusing on it, you know?
0: Right, Exactly but and i remember me, that story that, that was one of the more interesting stories for right
1: it's super cool right
0: it really was yeah so God jeff
1: played. you know i do i do but i like to teach my clients that feeling is the secret and i believe that that's how i've been able to manifest things usually within three months i say that all the time right is because i feel myself into the wish fulfilled, as neville would mm-hmm. say i live in the end, so I already put myself there as if I already have it. Hopefully, that answers your question, Jeff. I hope that was helpful.
0: I, I'm reminded of the example that Neville himself gave in that book, and feeling is the secret. And I think he actually used it in a couple of different places. It's the difference between seeing yourself on a ladder and feeling yourself climbing the ladder.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, when he talks about the ladder, what they call <clears throat> it—the ladder experience, right. experiment. Yeah. Right. And I think I got close to it because I tried it one time and I didn't climb a ladder, but I saw a ladder within three days. I think maybe like the second day, maybe the third day, Mm -hmm. I saw a ladder, which is extremely rare for me. Mm
0: -hmm. Let me just
1: put that out there. I'm never anywhere where there's a ladder. In in my opinion, I'm, I'm not, right? So I was like, oh my gosh, I saw a ladder. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. So I'm like, maybe I was sort of kind of doing it right. It,
0: it also reminds me, do you remember the story that Neville told about the guy who was one of his students who ended up following his teachings and ended up um, getting a, an Arthur Murray dance studio out of it? Absolutely. He, he a franchise. You're remember talking
1: about E.O. Locker Jr. Yes, his I am. grandson he. now has a YouTube channel.
0: Yes. But you yes. Want that, yes. Feel, you want to tell that story? Because that's the rest of the story right there.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. no feel ahead. free. No no,
0: no. no, no. Go ahead. You're doing it. It's good.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've, I've listened. I was to-
0: trying to tease it out of you. So this is working out greatly. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> yes. So I have watched the video because there's actually a video of E.O. Locker himself telling the story. As well as you can read about the story in one of Neville's books, and I don't know which one it is, but um basically, what happened was um I think Mr. Locker said that he was around nineteen or twenty, so he was fairly young right. and he wanted he wanted um eventually his ultimate goal was to own his own. Um, Arthur Murray studio, but he was young. He was inexperienced in business. He didn't have the money to buy a franchise on his own. And so, sorry, I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> okay. And so basically what happened was he decided that he was going to take Neville up on his offer. He was dating some young, had dated a young woman and she kind of dragged him, he said, right. <laughs> in his own words kind of dragged him to one of Neville's um, teachings. She thought that he was uh, a fraud. He was just thinking, oh my gosh, this dude is going to ask for money like everybody else. But that night Neville said, nope, plate won't be passed. You're not giving me any money. What I'm going to do is I am going to teach you how to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, right? And I'm never going to ask for any money. So Neville told them about the latter you know, experiment. If you end up climbing the ladder in real life, come back, uh, the next Sunday, I believe, but it's only for people who actually did climb the ladder. E.L. Locker came back. I don't, he didn't mention whether or not he came back with a girl or not. And then that's when Neville said, Hey, I'm going to teach you guys to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. I'm going to teach you how to get anything that you want just by using your imagination and so again he wanted this distinct studio and And
0: before you you continue with the story i want to go back to what he actually did because he he had to also do the imagining of the latter situation and there's a story that goes with that remember because what happened was he went over to i think it was to his father's house
1: oh yeah he went over to his mom's house yeah Yeah, he did the ladder experiment. And his
0: father was up on the roof doing Uh some work. Yep. And asked him, what was it, to bring a a, a bucket of paint up or something? Something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. Yep, that's
1: exactly what it it was. was.
0: Okay. So he climbs the ladder carrying this paint bucket and as he gets it up there and hands it to his father, he realizes he just did the ladder experiment with
1: Right. <laughs> oh, snap. I actually climbed the ladder. And that's when he knew that Neville was like the real deal, Right. right? because he actually did climb the he ladder. He
0: climbed the ladder. He didn't just visualize it. He did it. He climbed yeah.
1: it. <laughs> yeah. If you watch the video um, of him actually talking about it, um, Walt and viewers, uh, it's on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. If you actually watch the video, there's two. There's a 17-minute video where he goes right. into depth about the whole story, but then there's like a seven-minute video um, after he talks about the story that he just talks kind of like about Neville and being in, in the book or whatever. But, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So that's how he got a chance to come back and talk to Neville. And so he describes in the video what he did almost verbatim as well as in the book, but he talks about how he visualized over and over and over again what he really wanted. So what he wanted was this dance studio. And somehow, while I keep, I know I'm missing something. I keep jumping to the part where he actually ended up manifesting, um, being in In front of the crowd, because remember, he wanted his his little Reno studio to be the number one studio in all of Arthur Murray's out of all the dance studios. And they were dead last. Right. They were small and they were last. And everybody thought that he was crazy. There's no way this is going to happen. He had a um, co-worker, Tony, and he told Tony, this is going to happen. You know, I think he gave it three months. I don't know. It's something with this 90 days. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but Well, I think-
0: well it's, 90 days is part of your life. So that's probably where that came from. But still, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was 90 days. I wouldn't be surprised if it was two weeks because most of Neville Goddard stories, they happen in two weeks. So yeah, is-
1: really, really quickly. Yeah. But I think for Mr. Locker, I think he did say it was um, three months. Mm-hmm. He okay. went from last to first. Yeah. And he said that he would visualize himself on stage at a podium talking to a huge crowd of people. You can hear the roar of the crowd. And he said off to his right was a stool and he saw Mr. Um, Arthur Murray himself coming up on stage (laughs) to congratulate him Mm -hmm. for having um, the best studio. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. And It happened exactly the way that he visualized it. But his friend, Tony, Was like, oh, man, because Tony, you know, said, oh, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And Neville was like, if it happens, then you have to admit that this is real. And even when it happened, Tony was like, it happened so naturally. You always work your behind off (laughs) anyway. It it probably would have happened. This is no big deal. Right. But imagine that, Walt. Imagine Mm -hmm. going from such a tiny Reno studio, the the last on the list. To becoming the top one in just three or four months. That's almost unheard of all through his imagination.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and also how he got the the franchise in the first place, because like you said, he didn't have the money for a franchise, not even a a tiny one in Reno. He did not have the funds to buy it. But what he did there was he visualized himself, um, shaking hands with, um, with I'm not sure if it was with Arthur Murray or with somebody who was running the franchising of the Arthur Murray. I, I can't remember. Exactly oh, yeah, that that's right. One. That's
1: how he ended up with the the first one. He actually exactly. partnered with a guy. Yeah. And they were partners in it and he didn't right. have enough money to buy him out. But then the partner decided that he wanted to leave for whatever exactly. reason. And yeah. he ended up with his own.
0: And, yeah. And, and when the partner left, that's when the visualized handshake happened. Yeah, The one that he'd yep. been imagining and feeling, and you know, feeling is a yep. secret. He'd been feeling that handshake, it actually played out. And yes. He was blown yes. away by it. Yeah.
1: So that's why I'm such a big fan of Neville's because I, I believe that that's true. Um, feeling is a secret. I, I don't think I ever put the two together early on in my manifesting career, if you will, as far as feeling it but that's exactly what I would do I go to even still now Jeff I go to bed every night inside of my new apartment now that's I'll be nice. honest with you yep don't know who what when how where it's gonna mm-hmm. happen I've, I've already told God by September 30th right that's it's the day okay. I always do right? you always
0: I know you do yeah
1: I always do I don't well, always but,
0: recommend that but with you I don't have any doubt whatsoever. <laughs>
1: right and so now well this is crazy so now we are talking about you know what's been going on with me and i have been manifesting more money but aren't we always right who who doesn't want more abundance more money right oh i know okay yeah sure right (laughs) that one very often (laughs) (laughs) right and so I literally had a conversation because you know that I'm a business coach inside of someone else's business, right? I literally had a conversation um, around that, uh, around my role there, and was offered a significantly more amount of basically what I want. Nice. Right. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's That's exciting. exciting. But I have also decided that I'm just probably going to take on two clients a month. I'm going to go back to my coaching because I miss it. I love real estate. I love real estate. Wholesaling is hard. It's not impossible. Mm -hmm. It's hard. The payoff can be great. But really, while my heart is with manifestation coaching, particularly, particularly around, um, self-image and identity shifting, that's just my favorite. You know, I totally believe that when you change who you are from the inside out, everything around you begins to shift because now you're not the same person. You literally have shift identities. Some people maybe call it reality transurfing, right? Moving into a different reality, which I totally believe in as well. Some people maybe call it quantum jumping, right? Um, I believe in that as well. <laughs> So I, I I miss it. I miss my clients. I miss showing up on social media. So I'll still be doing a little bit of real estate in the background, but coaching just has my heart. Period.
0: Well, first, <laughs> you're reminding us. It's not like you have to do one or the other.
1: No, you don't. It's that the beauty of of the way God designed us, right? Yeah. We literally get to do anything that we literally anything that we desire. It literally, it's great.
0: It is cool. By the way, Jeffrey has another question for you. He says, do you watch shows about homes on TV or streaming services and pick out features you like and imagine yourself interacting? And I'm not sure well, who that's for. That might be for me too. I'm not sure who that's for, but go ahead. Yeah.
1: Well, for me, as far as apartments go, um, I just look online, see what apartments I like. Like I, I went to maybe four different apartments in one day. Um and I have very specific criteria, Jeff. So let me just put that out there now. If it doesn't have floor to ceiling windows, I'm not interested at all. Wow. And and only those apartments, for Atlanta anyway, are primarily downtown, midtown, and Buckhead. So the apartment complex that I'm looking at that I'm manifesting is in Buckhead. And I know that there's been a lot of violence, you know, in Buckhead, but I'm literally on a On a totally different end of Buckhead than all the foolishness. So that's what, that's what I do. I, I just need granite countertops. (laughs) And I need, yes, just just (laughs) three things. No, four things is what I need, Walt. I need granite countertops. I need it to be floor to ceiling windows. I need an in-unit washer and dryer and, and a garden tub.
0: That's it. And that's it. That's it. Everything well, that's, else is negotiable. Simple.
1: Yeah, I, I'm pretty simple, but those things are non-negotiable. Oh, and a parking garage. So I guess that's five.
0: Well, also that you recognize, I imagine you knew this for years, you need to be very specific about the stuff that's non-negotiable. Cause if you're not, oh, yeah. you just made it negotiable, right?
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know me, Walt, I totally believe that we can have anything that we desire, anything that we desire. So for me, if nothing else on the list, if it doesn't have floor to ceiling windows, if it doesn't have an in-unit washer and dryer and granite countertops, I can't fool with it. I won't even look at it it's, it's, <laughs> because I know I don't need to downgrade. I don't need to downgrade my desires.
0: Which is important. That, you know, it's, it's also knowing yourself, but more than anything, it's, it's setting your standard for yourself what that's what, it what's really important what i mean not just what are you making up that's really important Re- what really is important what really does float your boat what really yeah
1: what really lights your fire right
0: yeah exactly because i think yeah. probably the biggest mistake i've made in the past is trying to make myself like something
1: yeah That you that's exhausting you really, yeah it's and exhausting. so many people so many people do it and they don't even realize That Or they haven't been taught. I'll put it that way. They have not been taught that literally we create our own reality. We know that here, right? So if you have a job, but you really desire to have your own business, you've settled for the job. When God says, I could have given you the job or I could have given you the business. It was up to you, but you chose the job. So that's what Mm -hmm. I gave you, Right. Mm -hmm.
0: I've been actually going through uh, some soul-searching of my own along those okay.
1: lines. Okay, nice. Um,
0: I, it's been the ongoing topic of conversation, the fact that we're in the midst of the gardening season and I'm managing my wife's gardening business.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: the gardening business is doing exceptionally well. Really yes, well. I we're remember. Having a, having a great year. But by the same token, it's not really what I want to be doing. You know, I'm glad that it's succeeding. I'm glad that, uh, you know, Louise and I have been able to, use and and leverage the law of attraction to make it successful but Mm -hmm. it's really not what i want to do so i had this other project and i think i've told you about it um that i've been working on during this time actually i'm not doing the work i hired somebody to do the work um which is the better way to do it in my opinion yes Um, unfortunately the person that i hired has got it mostly there but he he kind of um, misrepresented his, his skills, shall we say. Mm-hmm. He, he said he had some skills that he really didn't have, so we're kind of up against that right now. In the past, that would have been a huge disappointment for me. Uh-huh. In the past, that would have been something that would have stopped me in my tracks.
1: Oh, like, really? This,
0: this just isn't going to work. That that would have been a very very
1: common, wow reaction for me. Uh-huh.
0: This time around, and, and usually I would have just I wouldn't have said it that way. Uh huh. I wouldn't have even thought it that way. The way I would have thought it was, well, I can't afford to do any more with, with this.
1: I would have made a price tag. Now, this mm. time around, I've
0: actually put in more money on this than I normally would have put in in the past. Uh-huh. I have a level of success, but also a level of disappointment. And uh-huh. My instant reaction is, I'm ready to put more money into it. That's a big shift for
1: me. Yes, that is a huge mindset shift for you. It good is for you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that's a big deal. It's a very good big deal. for you. And literally, I was dealing with that today. That, oh. that was one of my my things to deal with today. In fact, um, I also had I, I had originally wanted another uh, software developer to do the job. It was somebody who created a little plugin for me um, oh. for a website back in 2013, many years <laughs> ago. He did a great mm-hmm. job. I loved the work. And then I lost his contact
1: information. Oh, man.
0: I couldn't remember his name. I didn't have his email. I couldn't find his business name. I couldn't remember his business name. Oh, I kept wow. i searching and searching and searching. I couldn't find it, couldn't find it. So I I kind of gave up. I didn't know what else to do. And I needed to get this thing done. So I ended up uh, reaching out to a service I know of, where you can find developers and found this guy who's been doing it. And today we kind of reached uh, um, a loggerheads because one of the things that the thing needs to do is it needs to be able to uh, let people um, log into their Facebook account and then have what we're offering plug in directly through their Facebook account into the group that I manage.
1: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's the stage where he didn't have the experience that he implied that he had, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so we're, we're butting up against Facebook's, um, policies about what you're allowed to do and all that kind of stuff. And He's in the point of finger pointing stage like oh well, well this is something you were supposed to do blah 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 and I'm like well you got hired to handle this stuff bah, 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 bah. Right. okay so i decided we got to stop that and i'm sitting there thinking i wish i could find this guy who i had hired you know eight years ago who, who did that great job i know he could handle this i know right he the skills and i'm pretty sure he's built out his business now where he's got programmers working for him by now i wish i could find him wish i could find him and then I had a brainstorm, which basically meant I was in high vibe and ready to receive something. <laughs> and the brainstorm was, went, uh, with uh, the, the plugin he had developed was a WordPress plugin for, for people who know what okay. WordPress is. And with a WordPress plugin, the way you're supposed to do it, and he did it the right way, you're supposed to actually put in information about who the developer is at the top of the software.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And he did that. I had forgotten about that. So I went and looked at the plugin, and sure enough, there was his name and his company name in the code for the plugin. <laughs> so I reached out to. Him. I, first, I well, I, I found his company website, uh-huh. I mean, put it out of contact to him, and got an email back about ten minutes later. Like, ah, you nice. found me. Hi, how you nice,
1: doing? <laughs> nice. I love it.
0: Yeah. So that I, I tell that as a way of demonstrating that I, I could easily have given up my past would have been to give up, mm-hmm. to feel defeated, like this wasn't going to work. Right. And this time around, I didn't do that. And I, I attribute that to a number of things. I attribute it partly to having done this podcast for so long and having great folks like you to coach me. Like Cindy Chavez says, I'm the best coach man in America. I've had all these <laughs> co-hosts. It's a wonderful thing. I really value Isn't it. Isn't it? It is. It's a great thing. So that's part of it. Part of it is that I'm doing this tie boot camp, David Strickle's Taia boot camp, and that right. has been a, a major thing going on. And part of it has just been my own development that I've been working on for the longest time. But what Love it all it. added up to was this almost intangible thing of shifting the way I felt about what was going on in this mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. So that, whereas in the past I would have given up, now it's like, damn it, I'm not going to let this get in the way. (laughs)
1: Right. I love that, Walt. I love that. I love that. Love that. Love that. Love that.
0: It's amazing what perspective can do for you.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited.
0: Jeffrey threw up a comment. This gives us a little little bit more to talk about on uh, on this general topic, as well as tied into what you're doing. He says, I used to be discouraged by real estate, but my heart wants a beautiful cabin in the woods and I've imagined being in it. Since then, I've gotten to know a few realtors, and the association became good.
1: Nice. Keep it up, Jeff. Keep it up. Because you'll start to see that the universe, God, infinite intelligence, whatever you call he, she, or it, right? <laughs> you'll see that it, he starts bringing opportunities and people your way. Because I tell you, when I started... Looking for real estate investors when I started looking for um not realtors to buy a home from, but I ran into mm-hmm. a phenomenal real estate investor slash realtor and she and I are in talks about starting a real estate investing meetup group wow. in my area because we don't have one
0: really in that yeah. land? Is there isn't one that's a that's well, valuable.
1: I live in Alpharetta, which is about 40 miles north of um, the Alpharetta-Johns Creek area. So Alpharetta doesn't
0: have it. Okay.
1: Right. There's kind of one on the west and there's one on the east, but there's not necessarily one directly in the north where we are.
0: Yeah. That's almost like there was a little sign put up saying, Monique, pay attention.
1: Right. But here's the crazy part. She used to run a very, very, very successful um, real estate meetup group for women only just a year ago. Wow. It kind of had to disband because of COVID. They tried to take it online, but it just it just didn't work. Didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's been wanting to do one ever since, especially wow. now that things are starting to open back up. But now things are starting to heat up a little bit more. So we may have to put it off a little bit longer. But the point is, Jeff, I never would have ran into Lorraine if I had not put myself in the vibration, if I had not expressed to the universe what I wanted, who I wanted to meet, what I was looking to do, right? And it just became a natural fit because I've never run a meetup before, Walt. I I don't know anything about it. I love them, but I've never run one before. So How interesting is it that the universe brought me me someone who ran an extremely successful one just the year before and she was looking to do it again. And we just happened not to have one in our area, right? So that's why I say anything you
0: want. Is this the same person who kind of got you into the real estate in the first place? Because I remember the story was that you had this contact from the past. In fact, it tied into one of the experiments that you and me and Cindy were doing here on the show.
1: Oh, Miss Shirley. Oh, no, no, saying, no, a no. different
0: person, different person. Yeah. A different Tell people person. that story. Remind people of that story because it's been a Man. few months and some listeners may not have heard that
1: one. Yeah, that was super the universe. You gotta love him. So <laughs> what had happened was when I was still, well, I'm in Texas again, but when I was right. actually still staying here before I moved back to Atlanta. So I knew that I was I knew that God was leading me back to Atlanta, didn't know why. And for like two weeks I kept pondering, pondering, pondering. Then when um real estate came across my YouTube, it just clicked. Oh my gosh, it's it's real estate. But in that same time frame, I got an email from Miss Shirley. And Miss Shirley is a um I wouldn't exactly call her a real estate investor, but she worked with real estate investors okay. um, back around 2006, I think 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right before the crash or bubble like 2007, 2008. So I met her uh, right before then and um, we hit it off and I got this email from her out of the blue. I had not seen, talked to Ms. Shirley, Since 2006. And as a matter of fact, she said she came across my old email from 2006, right? And, you know, wondered, how's Monique? Let me just reach out, see if this is her same email or whatever. And we ended up having a conversation. She sent me her phone number and we ended up talking. And I told her, hey, when I get back to Atlanta, we need to get together. She's had some health issues, so we haven't been able to get together just yet, um, not COVID related, thank goodness, mm-hmm. but she's had some health issues that has prevented us from kind of getting together. Mm-hmm. But the moral of the story is I knew that God was bringing me back for real estate. And for Miss Shirley to find my email literally from 2006, yeah. to email me right at the exact same time, that God was talking to me about real estate or or revealing to me that that was going to be part of the reason why I was moving back to Atlanta when I had absolutely no desire to move Mm -hmm. back to Atlanta. I wanted to go, I was planning to go back to Fort Lauderdale because I love Florida, right? Mm
0: -hmm. But I,
1: I just knew, Walt, I just knew that was the universe pushing me. And again, I always know it's God when it's a decision that Monique does not or would not have made. I, when I left Atlanta a year ago, I vowed to everybody I knew and then some. I'm never coming back. See you. Wouldn't want to be you. I'm out of here. <laughs> right. Atlanta can kiss my patootie because I'm never coming back. <laughs> That's literally how I felt. I'm like I'm so over it. I've been here for twenty years. It's time for something different, right? So for me to start missing Atlanta. Desiring to be back in Atlanta, starting to think about, I love to drive. So there's a lot of like very, very nice, um, neighborhoods. I had favorite places I like to drive, right? When I would relax. Yeah. There's that, um, I'm listening to that jazz again, Jeff, while yeah. I'm, while I'm driving, right? <laughs> so, you know, God started bringing back those memories to where I started missing it and longing to be back to mm-hmm. Atlanta. And that's how I knew, okay, this is God leading me. This isn't what I want, but it it's something here. There's a reason why he's bringing me back, even though I may not know what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to trust him. I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to trust him.
0: And to so, remind people yeah. what the connection tail to away today was, the like two or three days before you got that email contact from Miss Shirley, you and Cindy and I we're doing one of the experiments from the Pam Grout books, if I remember correctly.
1: Yes. Yes, we were. Yes, and, we were. And,
0: and, and we were supposed to put out a request to the universe for something, um, something that we hadn't received in a while, or I can't remember exactly what it was.
1: Because Cindy wanted, um, someone, I think hers was someone that she hadn't seen or talked to in a while, like an old acquaintance. And right. I knew somebody from 10 years ago, um, kind of popped up on her radar or got right. in touch with her or something. So, and, yeah. And,
0: and you jumped on that bandwagon and you said, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to go for that one too.
1: Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and sure then you, got yeah. the,
0: you got the email from the Shirley, which was really.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But she's doing, she's doing good, by the way, despite um, what's good. going on with her knees. she's doing good. So I'll probably see her when I get back into town.
0: That's very cool. And then if I remember correctly, there's also a story about how you got connected to some of your first real estate investors and how they became not only your teachers about how to become a real estate wholesaler, but you also kind of flipped the switch and you became a teacher to them about how the law of attraction works. Tell that story.
1: <laughs> Whoa, you don't forget anything, do you? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so crazy. That's That's how I learned. That's
0: how I learned, Monique. That's it. I just keep remembering the stuff that I learned from good people like you.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So yes, I know we only got nine minutes left. So in a nutshell, um, right around the same time that God was bringing real estate into my awareness, that's the reason why I was headed back to Atlanta. This um, real estate video popped up. It was like, it was an old video, like two years old by this lady. I'd never heard of her, but she talked about, um, some real estate investors or her and her husband at the time was just getting into real estate investing. And she talked about how they would go down to the courthouse and file a memorandum so that the, um, homeowner couldn't decide to back out the deal. You know, they couldn't decide, oh, I'm going to sell it to you, but then, Maybe somebody else comes along with a better offer, then they back out of the deal with you and go with someone else. Mm-hmm. So she was talking about how her and her husband, for their business, they go to the courthouse and file this memorandum so that that can't happen. I had never heard of that before. No, none of the other gurus that I was watching had said anything like that. So I just left a little YouTube comment. Didn't expect to hear back from her. I mean, that video was two years old, right? Mm-hmm. And. And it didn't look like there had been any recent activity on the channel. So I had no expectation that I would hear from, and I wasn't expecting to hear back. you know what I mean? Sure. And so, but she did, she did hit me back. Come to find out her and her husband were right there or right here rather in Houston and that their business had evolved. And so um the day that I was leaving out to Houston, driving back to Atlanta, I ended up meeting her. Nice. Well, here's the kicker, right? Okay. So he's a kicker so, this. Yes. So I ended up going to her office, which was only 10 minutes away from where my <laughs> daughter lived. So it literally was on my way out. I didn't have to go out of my way or anything. I couldn't even believe it.
0: All the places so, that I could possibly be in the world and it was 10 minutes away from you. <laughs>
1: right. So I got a chance to meet her, Walt. But her and two other real estate investors just a month before had decided to um form this group that they call real estate professors, the real estate professors. And they had a Facebook group. So I joined the Facebook group. Here I am going to the office just thinking that I'm going to meet her and her husband. And then pew, I'm just going to ride out. Right. Hey, right. so great to meet you finally in person. Come to find out that her and the real estate investors, the other two real estate investors were in town because they were doing a photo shoot for the new company that they had just formed. So not only did I get a chance to meet Ashley, I also got a chance to meet Dan and Marina. That was crazy. I ended up taking a picture with them. We ended up standing outside in between shoots and just talking and so I ended up telling them, hey, I'm a manifestation coach, because we're all just meeting each other for the first time. They don't know yeah. me, and I don't know them, yeah. right? Sure. And come to find out, they believe in the law of attraction and manifestation, and we got into some really deep conversation about um, manifestation, visualization, scripting, Neville right. Goddard. Who knew three strangers, right? Yeah. Not only are we standing there talking about real estate, but we're also talking about manifestation and how they are applying manifestation and law of attraction to their real estate businesses, mm-hmm. which is how their businesses have become so successful because they've wow. been using visualization. So they were asking me about some of the, the tips and tricks, I guess, so to speak, that I teach my clients. And it was just amazing. It was just so amazing. Like I just. I don't know, it's like the icing on the cake. I don't even know. That was just I love how God not only at least for me, he not only gives me what I ask for, but then he also always seems to throw some little extra bonus stuff on top yeah. too. I was gonna say as if he knew it's what I really wanted, but he does know, right? It's 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 amazing. It's it's yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's been great.
0: And I think you said they called their business something like real estate professors or something. Yep. The real estate. They're they're basically doing some teaching. They're teaching other people. Yes. I presume how to do this kind of thing. So did you end up becoming part of that?
1: I did. I did. And as a matter of fact, next week I'm going to start, um, they asked me if I would start doing some kind of Not mindset work, but just saying a few words because we have a a zoom call every Thursday night talking about Mm -hmm. real estate. And so they were like, Hey, Monique, would you be kind enough to, you know, come on and for like the first five or 10 minutes, talk about inspiration or mindset or visualization or anything to help, you know, other people. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of encourage them in real estate, but it's, it's manifestation related. That's right up my alley. Say less, yes, no I'm right. No kidding. And I don't, yeah. I don't, my, I love it. I love, love, love it. Yeah,
0: so it's been so,
1: fantastic.
0: So, so that leads to the natural question, which is, if somebody's listening and they are had always thought about, they'd like to do something in real estate, they didn't really know what to do, they didn't know how to start it. Where would you send
1: them? Oh, they could contact me. I don't mind at all. Okay. I I don't mind at all. I tell anybody, if you want to get started in in real estate with little to no money, literally, Walt, YouTube University is going to be your best bet. You do not need to buy these courses. So many people give the information away for free, Mm -hmm. and I do mean completely for free, right? That you can figure it out. And some of those people are really nice to even... Hit you back real time, like, you know. So yeah, I would say start with YouTube University if you want to learn how to flip a property, if you want to learn how to wholesale um, rental properties, subject to anything you can think of. Buy foreclosures, buy tax liens, all of it. It's gonna be free
0: on YouTube. And I would imagine that you probably know which ones are the best ones anyway? So that's another reason to reach out to you because you could direct somebody to, well, if you, if you, if it's, if it's flipping you want to do, this is the, the guru you want to listen to.
1: Yeah. So I do have a few people that I do um, follow, but everybody that I follow pretty much is in the wholesale kind mm-hmm. of niche. So if anybody's interested in wholesaling. So more about the
0: wholesale then. Okay.
1: Yeah. But they they are so big that they have diversified their real estate portfolio that they do other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But mostly wholesaling because they pretty much all either started out with wholesaling and kind of branched off to other stuff, or they become so successful with wholesaling that they that's their lane. That's all they they've been doing for years, right? No matter what the market is, up or down.
0: Right. So but, but ultimately the, the real lesson here and, and the real point I think of what we've been talking about. Is if, if you do have an itch to try something like this, you've been thinking about it and now all of a sudden here we are talking about it on the show. the Most important thing to do is to take a step.
1: Oh, right? yeah.
0: Oh, so, yeah. So let's, let's give them a way to take that step. How do they reach out to Monique? How do they find Monique?
1: Oh, that's easy. Easy, easy, easy. <laughs> so they can email me at manifestwithmonique at gmail.com. Just how it sounds, my name Monique is not spelled any fancy way, just a traditional M O N I Q U E, right?
0: Mm. So all one
1: word, just manifest with Monique at gmail.com. I will help them in any way possible. I'm not selling anything. I'm I'm not trying to, you know, hey, if I know it, you'll know it. If you need some recommendations of people to follow on YouTube, I got you covered like a blanket. Just hit me Beautiful. up. Beautiful.
0: I love it. Well, I'm really glad that you took the time to, to join us on the program, especially on a day when Cindy and Jackie couldn't be here.
1: Yeah. And this has
0: been great catching up with you. So thank it you. It
1: has been. It has I'm been. I'm loving
0: it. So thank I you miss very you much.
1: Nice. <laughs> I
0: miss you too. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to have you come back again. That's all. That's
1: <laughs> I love it. He's like, ah, just come back. That's all. <laughs>
0: all righty. So we'll, we'll get you back here another time. Thank you very much to our podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye Bye. everybody. All right.